is our Monmouth Fire Chief, K- uh, Casey Rexrow. Good morning, Chief. Good morning. Goodness, temperatures like that. <laughs> it's golf not courses, too terrible outside, is it? Baseball, soccer practice going on. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for that, I think. We, well, we had all of our winter, what, in three weeks, and it was... Yeah, I can't really complain, I guess, for the winter. It's, it hasn't been that bad other than the three weeks, but, uh, you know, I, I'm just uh, not a real winter person, and I, I just want the spring to get here as soon as possible. So. Sure. Well, I think you got your wish, because <laughs> it's been good. a very mild February. <laughs> yeah, I'm like you. I'm ready for the baseball and, and outside things and things like that. So. And coming up, we'll talk with Lance Tarchione, agronomist, as well, about uh, what this means for our farmers, and and because uh, what an unusual... Uh, year that yes. uh, we're in store for. Yes. So, okay. Also, want to uh, point out yesterday, you and I, and along with many other wonderful people in the community, attended our Monmouth Rotary Club meeting. And a big uh, thanks to Western Illinois Animal Rescue. We got to see a very good, well, uh, uh, a very in-depth presentation. Yeah, they did a wonderful job explaining what you know what they do out there and and uh, what their financial needs are and what their uh, other needs are for food and, and litter and things like that for the animals, and, and they just do a tremendous amount of work uh, to keep those animals and, and and try to find them new homes and things like that. And the, the care that they put into it, it's not just a place where these animals end up. The care is what struck me as very unique when when they describe that their vet bill is with discounts yes. is forty seven thousand annually. Yes, yes, that's unbelievable. But uh, you know they get a lot of help from the community. It sounds like a lot of volunteers. You know they they said they run solely on volunteer services, and that um, you know they have to have people come in. Uh, you know as you would for any pet, I guess, uh, throughout the whole day to um, you know uh, feed and water them and uh, change out the litter and. And let the dogs out and play with them and, and things like that. So they just do a wonderful job out there. Yeah. So uh, anyway, they do accept donations. Uh, you can put them right on the porch, they said. Someone's usually uh, there. So you a dog or a cat guy? I'm more of a dog guy. We yeah. do have a cat, but I I, uh, I prefer dogs. <laughs> so the cat lives at your house? Yes. What's the cat's name? Uh cat's name is Winnie. Winnie? <laughs> yeah. That's cute. What's your dog's name? Uh, we have Dex and uh, Penny. Nice. Yeah. Nice. We're all uh, animal lovers, it seems like, right. in, the, in this community. Okay, let's talk about the, un- uh, first of all, thank you to all of the first responders and firefighters. Um, last week, school board meeting was getting set to take place, and instead there was an unfortunate fire that claimed the life of a local citizen. Correct, yeah, we were called down to uh, 314 West 3rd Avenue uh, just shortly after 5.30 p.m. Uh, for a structure fire uh, with possible entrapment and uh um, the, you know, the guys got there and did a tremendous job of uh, getting that fire knocked down quickly. Um, they just, you know, uh, we, uh, we rely a lot on our callbacks for off-duty personnel coming back to help. But in some situations like that, you have to act so quickly, um, you know, the on-duty shift to get that fire knocked down and, and make that rescue as quickly as possible. Um, but, you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, um, the circumstances um, took a turn for the worse, and, and uh, we were not able to save that person. And we're, you know, our hearts go, hearts go out to the family uh, for that. Um, but, um, you know, we did, the guys did just a tremendous job of getting the, and making an attempt um, to, for the rescue and uh, knocking that fire down, um, saving the neighbor's house, too, I might add, because it was um, um, badly scorched from the burns and a lot of siding melted off the side of the other house. So... Um, can't thank the guys enough for, for the job they did at that fire. We know they did everything they possibly could. Exactly. Do we have a, a cause yet, or does that take time to develop? That takes time to develop. You know, generally there's a lot of uh, information to gather, interviews to do, and things like that. People don't realize the behind-the-scenes work that goes into uh, some of these investigations, and they want to make sure they're thorough. 
with, especially with something like this, um, to make sure that they know uh, or do everything they can to find out what caused the fire. Okay. And this is where your training comes into play. You guys do an enormous amount of training on a general uh, basis, and this is what it's for. Yeah, we do training that's scheduled every month. Assistant Chief uh, Spears uh, puts out uh, training every month um, that, that we do at the fire station, um, and that's just our normal monthly training. And uh, Firefighter Osborne also handles our, handles our uh, medical uh, emergency medical training that he puts out and stuff like that. So uh, we do our normal monthly training, you might call it, and uh, then we have extra trainings that we kind of schedule um, throughout the year to to supplement that training um, to keep us prepared for, for any uh, situation. One of those was the uh, the ice rescue training that we did last month. Yeah, how do you how do you do that? What and what are you thinking? Ice rescue? Are we looking at someone who might have been enveloped by uh, you know some ice that broke? Uh, and they are enveloped by the water. Yeah, this is somebody that's um, you know maybe been uh, walking across the uh, frozen ice or something like that, and have fallen through, and are unable to self-rescue from that situation. You know, which I, I hope nobody has ever been in that situation because it's horrible. Um, but you, if you fall through the ice, um, it is very difficult to get back up on top. You know, when that ice is slick, and you're not able. Uh, to use your upper body to to get yourself up on the ice. And a lot of times, you know, the ice is thin enough that uh, the more you try to get back up on the ice, the more it keeps breaking in front of you. And so um, it's a very dangerous situation. And uh, time is of the essence in, the, in that case where the uh, uh, people need to get to you and get you out of that water as quickly as possible before uh, uh, hypothermia sets in. Absolutely, and that's going to set in pretty quick. So that where'd you guys do that ice training at? Uh, we did out here at Citizens Lake. That's generally where we do it um, in the past. Um, usually, this is something that's done. Excuse me, done uh, while we're on shift at the station. This year, um, we wanted to change it up a little bit because when we're doing it on duty, we have to stay prepared in case there's another call or something. We can't really um, get too into it. But um, this year, we said, well, "Why don't we change it up a little bit?" And uh, we invited. Uh, the RSP and the Roseville Fire uh, Department to come up and, and participate with us. And we took it even a step further and we said, well, you know what, uh, if we're going to do this, um, more than likely there's going to be law enforcement on scene too. So we invited the uh, Sheriff's Department and the uh, Monmouth Police Department to uh, come out and attend the training. And for nothing else, just to get an idea of what happens during an ice rescue and uh, ways that they can help. Because, you know, it's kind of an all hands on deck and like I said, time is of the essence. And so when they come out there we're going to need help um, pulling ropes we're going to need help getting equipment out and uh, you know um, and things like that and so and even if you know the, the law enforcement can be the first people on the scene um, key having eyes on the person in the water is um, key uh, and making contact with them and, and trying to help them to get that get out of that hole uh, in the ice so um, went very well. Uh, we had uh, quite a few people um, there from all of the departments, and uh, we're very happy with uh, how it turned out. Good team effort, definitely. Boy, you hear about uh, the, you see this on uh, social media, such heartfelt animals that get rescued because animals, t- you know, deer, dogs typically be are the ones who may fall through the ice because right. they're, you know, in the timber. But yeah. um, but you, you've seen first responders saving those those animals. Well, you know, in a lot of cases, it's... And it's they can't a, use a rope. <laughs> right. <laughs> in a lot of cases, we found is that uh, um, the dog uh, uh, will fall through the ice, you know, and uh, we arrive in, in, to the uh, scene and, and the owner tells us that if we're not going out there, they are. And so... 
uh, we cannot have that. And uh, not that we don't want to rescue a, jo- a dog anyway. And so we will go out and, and get these dogs. You know, it's best to keep your, your animals off the ice if at all possible, just in case that uh, happens. We don't want to put anybody uh, I'm in any danger of having to go out there, you know, even even the firefighters. So if you can, keep the dogs off the ice and just keep that situation <laughs> from happening. It's, it's probably better for everybody. Well, the good news, Chief, is we're not going to have any ice for a while. And that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> All right. You also had, ironically, another exercise training uh, that you guys did in response to a winter storm. And boom. Right. We had it. <laughs> Yeah, this is an exercise we'd been training, I think, for a month or two at least. Um, so we had no idea what the weather was going to uh, be like uh, when we had this tabletop exercise. But we had we, we planned a, the tabletop for um, earlier in June. And so um, it was a good opportunity, I think. It, it actually turned out very well because we had this whole winter storm come through. And, um, you know, we considered postponing or something like that. But then instead we're like, you know what, we'll just use this as a, a good time for an after action uh, to do on this winter storm we had. And so all of these groups got together, you know, the uh, Warren County Sheriff's, the uh, Health Department, uh, Monmouth PD, the Highway Department, and then again we had the Roosevelt Fire Protection District, um, all in, plus our department, and uh, all to the station and kind of talked through a winter storm scenario, which ironically uh, was very similar to what we had. <laughs> And uh, it, it was nice just to talk through that and, and work out ways that the, um, the county can improve our, our response to something like that uh, to make things better for everybody, you know, to, or to make the situation as, as best as possible. We can't obviously prevent the weather from happening, but <laughs> uh, we'll do everything we can to, to help people out in that situation. We're talking with Monmouth Fire Chief Casey Rexroad. Chief, you identified uh, some certain areas that everyone wanted to improve on their services in the county. What were some of those? I think one of the big things was uh, communication. Um, we have um, a lot of different ways or avenues to go down to um, to communicate with the public and provide information uh, during a storm. But, you know, we're, we maybe need to get a little more organized when we're doing that. Um, you know, we have uh, Facebook. Um, there's also, um, you know, emails to uh, city or uh, county staff. You know, we could email each other. Um, there's also a reverse 911 system. That, uh, the county used to subscribe to Nixle. I'm not sure if we're going to continue with that service or not. Um, but, you know, um, those services work very well, and it's a good way to get information out. But um, it was, you know, during the storm, just for instance, I was putting out information from the emergency management and the sheriff's department putting out information from the sheriff. And we thought, you know, what, what would be better if we could come up with uh, one message for all instead of um, trying to each of us do our own thing. Maybe we mm-hmm. could all get together. And, but, I, you know, we thought that might be a, a pretty good plan going forward that next year we can um, – try to do that but you, you know in a lot of these situations it does come out down to uh, communication okay also we have a couple of anniversaries here in february yeah captain uh, gary carson uh, is celebrating 11 years with the department this year and uh, assistant chief craig cozette has been the department for uh, 19 years so doing very well both of them are so very excellent proud. congratulations to gary carson and craig cozette that's awesome Uh, And you've had some newcomers come along, too, so that's been very good. 97 medical assists. Yeah, we stayed busy with uh, medical calls last night, which is pretty typical, you know, but uh, that is a a little higher than what uh, uh, we've had in the past few months. But, uh, you know, the guys do a great job responding to all these uh, medical calls, uh, GHAS as well. 
Uh, we respond with the ambulance and assist them, and, and uh, we all do a very good job and do the best I can, best we can to to uh, for the community. Were those medical calls up in January due to uh, medical assists with the storm, uh, folks shoveling? Do we have any idea? You know, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not going to pin it on any one thing, uh, but I don't think that, uh, you know, sometimes we just have fluctuations like that where uh, we have more or, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of them came um, came into just general illness, you know, a person not feeling well or, you know, a person um, had been, uh, uh, had, uh, you know, general flu symptoms, either they were nauseous for a while or they had uh, just, you know, fevers mm-hmm. for a long time or things like that. So maybe it's just general sickness during that time. I don't know. Okay. Uh, anything else going on at the Monmouth Fire Department that you want people to be aware of this morning? I, I think we're good. I know uh, this spring people will be cleaning up the yards and things like that. And, uh, you know, if you're running outside, just be very careful about well, what you're doing. You know, it, it is, it, uh, we are coming off the heels of the winter here, but it, it is a little bit dry out there, as you and I discussed uh, just, just prior to the, uh, uh, the interview. But uh, I don't think it's terribly dry, but it's something to keep an eye on uh, when you're out cleaning up the yard if you, if you choose to burn those uh, yard waste materials. Yep, yard waste sticks, all that good stuff. Yeah. What's yeah. our burn ordinance? Uh, burn ordinance is uh, Monday through Saturday, noon until 8 p.m. Okay. It's, just, it's just yard waste materials only. It's not uh, trash or anything like that or, con- or construction materials. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for the update. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Mama Fire Chief Casey Rex wrote with us on WRAM. It is.